Hey there, friends. This is Joe Butler with Fuel to Thrive, a podcast all about nutrition, running, and motherhood. Today, I'm going to share a little bit about my own story. So grab a cup of coffee and either go for a walk or chill on your couch as I share a little bit more about me. Hey friends, I am so excited to be here and to be launching episode one of Thrill. Oh my gosh. I'm so thrilled to be announcing episode one of Fueled to Thrive. And I'm here today to share just a little bit more about my story. So my story is a huge reason to why I do what I do. I am a sports nutritionist and I specifically specialize with endurance athletes and specifically with women's health. So I work a lot with hormonal issues and underfed athletes. So athletes who are not eating enough to match their performance needs. And a little bit about me and my story and why I'm so passionate is when I was in college and it probably started more in high school, I struggled pretty severely with some eating disorders. In college, it really peaked. I had a coach Oh man, coaches, this is why you need to hear this. I had a coach indirectly say to one of the girls on my team, he didn't even say it to me, he said it to someone else, you all have too much junk in your trunk. And I was already starting to struggle with like body dysmorphia, I was comparing myself to other girls and other runners, and that sent me over the edge. I still remember that to this day, that was like 11 years ago, maybe more, and it changed my life. It seriously changed my life forever. And so I became obsessed with what I was eating. And I struggled really severely in college with insomnia and anxiety and depression. So a lot of mental health illness was going on in my life at that time. And I kind of giggle now because it's like, holy cow, that was so much. How did I survive? Um, But I did. And I'm very thankful. Um, But, you know, to continue on, those eating disorders really are what inspired me to be where I am today and why it's so important to me to be talking about these things. Um, And specifically, the one thing I want to talk about today and what's so important to my story is amenorrhea. So if you don't know what amenorrhea is, so it is three or more months without a menstrual cycle or without your period. So a lot of people hear that and they're like, why is this important? Like, do I really even need a period? The answer is yes, you do. It's super important. It's a very big indicator of our female's health. Um, But also, it's a very important aspect to our performance as well and to fertility. So I kind of want to talk to a little bit more about what amenorrhea is because this is going to be a huge theme to this story and to a lot of what I talk about in coming podcasts and with other people. But amenorrhea is really serious because for women specifically, our period is an indicator of our hormonal health. And what happens often with women with amenorrhea, it's usually an underfueling issue. Now, there are other diseases that can contribute to this, but it's super important to realize most of the time it's underfueling, overtraining, or a combination of the two, usually malnutrition to some extent. And for some women, this is literally just they don't know and are not educated or just are not adequately fueling unintentionally. And for some people, this can be because of full-fledged eating disorders. So I want to be sensitive to that. It it can go from a plethora of extremes. Um, but the basic gist is you're not eating enough. And that can be 
a ton of different things, which if you ever work with me, you'll find out more about, but that can be related to, you know, when you eat, how often you eat, what you're eating, and how much. All of those things factor in. Of course, it even factors into like your workout nutrition, how much you're running, the intensity of which you're running. There are so many factors and even stress can impact our period. But basically what's happening for women who are under eating or not eating enough, um, your body, what it's going to do is it's going to do everything it can to maintain homeostasis, to protect itself, which homeostasis is just basically baseline. It wants to stay the same, right? Like a body in motion wants to stay in motion. A body in rest wants to stay in rest. Homeostasis it wants to maintain the status quo. And what happens if we're not eating enough, and especially if we're not eating enough, pairing that with activity, is your reproductive system is technically non-essential in your body. Your body is like, hey, I don't really need this. So it's going to lower estrogen and progesterone. These are our very important female hormones that cause us to then protect the body, protect our stores of fat, to do whatever it can to protect it from expending any extra energy and AKA your period stops. So this causes a plethora of problems. You know, one of the the biggest ones and biggest concerns we see as athletes is specifically stress fractures or injury. So it's really important to realize estrogen is the main hormone that is a contributing factor to us absorbing calcium in our bones. And this is a big deal because if we're athletes and we're pounding and we're doing all this activity and we are not absorbing calcium properly, this often leads to overuse injuries like stress fractures. And if you've ever had a stress fracture, it's not fun. It takes time to come back from. And you'll often see a lot of women who have been struggled with underfueling are getting lots of stress fractures. And what's really important to notice here is that in your 30s, you actually stop building bone mass. There comes a point when it's like, hey, I can't build anymore. And so you can end up developing osteoporosis or osteopenia, which is bone loss, at a very young age. And if you're too old, it's going to be really hard to reverse that. That doesn't mean there aren't ways and things you can do, but it's hard and it's very challenging. So that becomes an issue as well, which could totally even strip you of the ability to run or be active in the future, which would be such a bummer if you are an athlete. Um, But also, it can affect things like energy levels. Often we see athletes who are underfueled or struggling with amenorrhea are experiencing burnout and workouts. They're experiencing tons of fatigue. They also experience um, cognitive issues. So example, when I was in college and going through my eating disorders, it was like super foggy. I really don't remember, especially the first couple of years. It was all kind of a blur. Like class, I kind of would just zone out on. I just couldn't remember. Like my brain was just constantly in a fog and it wasn't fun. It was just, I often look back on that time and I'm like, I'm really sad I don't have more to remember because I was just so obsessed with my eating disorder and my brain was just so malnourished at that point, like I couldn't function. Um, And then one of the big things I want to emphasize as well, which is something I'm probably most passionate about because it's what motivated me to get my period back, um, is motherhood and fertility. So you have to be ovulating in order to get pregnant. And your period is a sign that you're ovulating. Now, I can go into a ton of details about this and even touch on things like birth control, but you need a period in order to get pregnant. It's just how we are. You need to ovulate in order to make that happen. And if you're not, 
you can cause a ton of issues. And so if you are not having a regular period or you're just straight up not having a period, it can make getting pregnant very, very challenging. So it's really important that we have a regular menstrual cycle to improve our chances of becoming moms. Now, that being said, it's not a guarantee. There are fertility issues way outside of our control and there's so many things we just can't do about it. And I wish, I wish I could fix everyone's problems, but the sad part of it is, you know, just because you're getting a regular period doesn't guarantee that you're going to become a mom. But I will say it definitely, definitely helps your chances. And just a little bit more about my story. You know, in college, I struggled with eating disorders and it, I healed from it probably like five or six years, um, you know, maybe four or five years ago. And where I felt like I was in a really good place, not consumed by food all the time. Um, doesn't mean I didn't struggle at any point or like still have issues of like body image and stuff like that. But the eating disorder had dissipated and it was no longer a matter of starving myself. Um, but I will say during that time, it was really challenging. And I struggled with some serious, serious mental health stuff, you know, like anxiety, depression, insomnia. It's a really rough time in my life. I actually ended up overdosing in 2015, which was a life-changing experience that got me into counseling. And that's what really sparked the change and helped me tackle my eating disorders. Um, But at that point in my life, I had taken time significantly off from running after I graduated college. I told my husband, I'm like, I won't run while we're engaged and or at least race while we're engaged and then in 2015 the summer of 2015 we got married went on our honeymoon a day later moved to miami florida and (laughs) started a church so our lives were a little crazy i don't recommend that um but that's kind of what tipped me over the edge was having so much change at once and you know post that like post the overdose and once i started getting into counseling you know, running became another love for me again. And I had missed it. You know, I was like, I miss competing, but I also just miss that feeling in my lungs and my body moving. And like, it's so good for my brain. Like, that's my favorite part about exercise. Like, it's not the physical benefits. It's the mental benefits that it offers. It is beautiful. Man, activity is so good for the brain. Um, And so at that point, I was like, I'm going to try to get a Boston qualifier. And I ran Philadelphia the year I had decided to run a marathon, qualified for Boston, and decided, you know, okay, Boston's going to be my next goal. I want to break three. And so I had worked to that. I was working on my own at this point. But at this time in my life, I had also decided, I'm like, my nutrition has to change. Like, I have got to start fueling in order to run a high, you know, like a very high quality marathon. I'm like, if I want to break three in the marathon, I have to eat enough for that. Um, and so I decided at that point I wanted to get my sports nutrition certification and I started diving in and I, I did all my research on like, what certification should I get? What should I study? And I was a, you know, dietetics minor in college and, you know, it was really important to me. Like I got an evidence-based science-based program, but also something that related to athletes because that was one thing that was definitely missing when I was in college. And so, you know, I found one fell in love and I started finding so much freedom around my food. And I I really like think that education was a healing process as well. And honestly, running a marathon, I was like, that was part of my healing process and helping me overcome my eating disorders. And so it was really beautiful. And I started fueling well. And in 2019, I started working with Ryan Hall 
um, which if you don't know him, go follow him on Instagram, Ryan Hall 3. He is an awesome coach, but he's also an awesome human being. Shout out to him. And I love his wife, Sarah. They're great people. But I started working with him in 2019. And I worked with him and got down to a 241 marathon and got my Olympic trials qualifier. So I did break three at Boston. That was actually (laughs) ridiculous. Never do this. I don't ever recommend this to my athletes, but I actually had run a marathon (laughs) three weeks before Boston in 2018 because I was nervous. Like everyone's like, Boston is so hard. You never know what the weather is going to be like. It's a total crapshoot. So I was like, okay, I'll run. I'll run this random marathon and see if I can PR. And I ran a marathon in Knoxville, Tennessee, which was not a fast course. It was super hilly. I did PR. I got a 305. But then three weeks later, I ran Boston and ran a 258. And it was awesome. That day was, the weather was horrendous. I literally was on the brink of hypothermia. But that was probably the sweetest race I've ever run. It was so fun. I was literally smiling the entire time. Um, and that was the point when I'm like, okay, let's see if I can do this thing. And I started seeing how my fueling was affecting my performance. And I was like, whoa, in college, I never thought I could have been this fast. I was literally running my college 5K time in my marathon. And after my Olympic trials qualifier, kept working with Ryan. And we're like, okay, let's, let's go faster. Let's see what we can do. And my first tempo back, we were like, okay, let's see what your marathon pace will feel like. And I ran a 5.52. And he's like, Joe, that's a 2.33 marathon. And so that became the goal. I was like, 2.33, 2.34. And I started training hard. And I went deep. And I became committed, man. It was it was my life. Um, and I loved it. But it also became a little obsessive. And in, in 2020, or 2019, we moved right before the Olympic trials. And this time was a super stressful time in my life. Um, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances that go around that, but it was hard. And when I'm stressed, I lose my appetite. And so I kind of came to like this freak out moment in 2020, right before the Olympic trials, where I was like messaging Ryan. And I'm like, Ryan, I have not weighed this light in, in you know, eight years when I was in a full-fledged eating disorder. And I was like, I'm not starving myself, but I'm like, I literally can't eat. I'm so stressed. Everything sounds disgusting. I was like, I don't want to eat. I hate food right now. And I'm like, and I'm trying to run like 70 to 80, 90 miles a week to train for the trials and, you know, get a PR and compete. I want to drink top 50. And, you know, even at my OTQ, I had been struggling with an injury where in the middle of my OTQ, which I'll go into the story another time, um, but just a little snippet, I actually collapsed at mile like 24 because my leg went numb because I was having sciatic pain and I didn't realize it at the time what it was. Um, but I collapsed and my husband, oh, bless my husband. He's a wonderful man. He came up to me and was like, Joe, you only have 12 more minutes to run. 12 more minutes. And I was like, okay, okay. So I got up and I was like, I'm just so ready to be done. But I kept going and my leg was numb and I get to the finish line in plenty of time and got my OTQ and collapsed because my leg was still numb and it was freaking me out. Um, But as soon as I could stand, I saw my husband and I ran over to him and I said, we did it. We did it. And this makes me want to cry every time. But it was like this really sweet moment of, you know, 
oh my gosh, you've come so far. I can't believe we're here right now. Like, you know, four years ago, you were in the ER, Joe, and now you're standing here as an Olympic trials qualifier. And it was a really beautiful moment. But even at that point, I'd started noticing the sciatica. And we, again, we didn't know what it was at that point. And, um, you know, you know, come 2020, and I'm going through this buildup for the trials. And before that, I had tried to run CIM, had to drop at mile 15 because of the sciatica. Then I get to the trials. It's like, I'm in good shape, but I don't know what's going to happen. The sciatica is still bothering me. Like I would literally be walking and I'd like missed up just barely. And I had this sharp, sharp, sharp shooting pain and it would go up my back and down my leg. And I literally thought I would collapse. I was like, what is this? This is insane. And I had gone to so many people to try to help me figure it out. And we couldn't figure it out. And, you know, then on top of that, I'm like, I'm losing weight. I'm like, I'm not healthy right now. Like, my body is literally shutting down on me. And this isn't good. And so we got through that. And then come mid-2020, we're like, okay, well, let's do 5K stuff. That will be fun. That's in Joe's wheelhouse. Dude, I was in such phenomenal shape. And... I was seriously in shape to probably run like a 15, 35K, maybe a little faster, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe faster. And then Ryan was like, hey, come do this half with Sarah and Eugene. I was like, okay, I'm not really in half shape, but we'll come. And I get four miles in and my sciatica hits and it hit hard. I just like stopped and I just started crying. I was like, I can't handle this. Why is this still happening? And I was just like, we've got to figure it out. And so I'd started going to PT acupuncture guys was the saving grace 100% acupuncture that's the only relief I found but you know in 2022 after that I started going through this string of injuries where I had the sciatica and was trying to figure that out and then I got bursitis which put me out for like three weeks and then my stress was super high and so I was super fatigued and then I got semi-anemic and it was like thing after thing after thing and I just came to 2021 and like the end of 2020 and I was like whoa I need to reevaluate my life right now like things are not where I want to be and I think the thing that really stood out to me was I was like I am over an eating disorder but I'm still not eating enough and it has been 11 years that I've gone without a period 11 years friends I probably had maybe one or two periods a year within there. Sometimes there were some years I completely went without one, maybe several years in a row. Um, but I got to this point, I'm like, this has to change. And my, my husband and I were actually on this camping trip at Mount Hood and we were out. It was snowy. It was so fun. We went snow camping. If you ever want a fun adventure, do it. And I had like one of the best runs of my my life there, probably not fast, but I just ran through the snow in the middle of the mountains and the woods and it was magical. Um, still brings so much joy to my face right now, my heart and soul. Um, but my husband and I just, we do these, you know, quarterly retreats to get away. And we were sitting in our two-person sleeping bag in the middle of the woods and it was freezing cold um but we were warm because we had our sleeping bag and I just remember sitting there with him I'm like Rusty like I think I want to be a mom one day and and up to this point we we hadn't talked a ton about kids when we did we were always like oh we're not ready for that but also we had talked a lot about with them Maria. I knew I knew with what I had studied I knew my education I'm like it's going to be really hard for me to get pregnant. I'm like, 
if I'm even able to. Like I, I literally come to this place in my life where I was like, I will probably be- never bear my own kids. And I was just mentally prepared for that. I was mentally prepared that I would never be able to get pregnant. Um, but at this point in my life, it was like the first time in my life where I was like, but I think I actually want to try. And I remember thinking, this is scary because then you have to take time off running. And I don't know if I want to do that. I want to compete at the highest level. And like, all these women don't have kids yet. And, but I was like, but I still, I want this. And, you know, I just came to this point though. I'm like, but, but if I really want this, I have to take care of my period. I have to, like, there is no way I can get pregnant and not have a period. There's just no way. And so in January, 2021, I changed my focus and it was really hard because running was not the goal for a little bit. Um, I had become really deep into running and it become like everything to me at that point. And I was like, obviously my body's not cooperating. It hasn't for the last two years, something's got to change. And so I was like, I'm going to take care of my health and I'm going to do this because for one, I want to be the best and fastest runner I can ever be. But two, I want to try to be a mom and I want to know that I did everything I could to help make that happen. Obviously there are things outside our control that we, we have no control over. And like, I knew just getting a period back would not guarantee that I could get pregnant. I knew that. And so I think that's important to remember, but I committed in 2021, my husband recorded this video of me, (laughs) my goals. And one of the biggest things I like wanted to get through was mentally was being capable. Um, but also I was like, I have to start fueling properly and it can't just be like, okay, Joe, you can eat, you know, 2,500 calories a day and run, you know, 80, even 60 miles a week. So I had literally changed everything. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to take all my education and I'm going to put it into action. I've studied this. I know exactly what to do. Now I have to do it. And so I cut my mileage back like 75%. I was, I think running, like only 20 to 25 miles at that point. Um, which for a lot of people, that's phenomenal for me. That was a huge reduction because I was used to running like 70, 80, 90 mile weeks and even up to hundred. And so I was like, I'm gonna come back. And then I was like, I'm eating every two or three hours I'm eating and I'm going to eat enough and I'm going to eat high fatty foods and I'm going to fuel because I'm going to get this back. And I would say it took me about three months. Um, I think January missed, February didn't. And then I think maybe April I missed. And then May on, it was normal and regular. It was the first time in my life, like not kidding. The first time in my life I had a regular period and I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And, and if you've ever struggled with eating disorders, you know that having a period can be somewhat of a scary thing because you know, especially if you've studied nutrition, like you know, having a period means either you've gained weight or you're eating enough. And both of those can be scary if you, you know, you've had disordered eating thoughts. And let's be real. A lot of us have some sort of disordered eating behaviors and thoughts that happen. Um, and so that was the fear I had to tackle, but also something I was willing to do. And I'm so glad I did because at this point, Rusty and I were like in January, we're not like, we're not ready yet but I want to know, you know, like, I want to know when I'm ready, I'm ready, you know? And in October we talked, my husband had just gotten back after, you know, a long hike in the woods. When I say long, like a thousand miles, he, he hiked 
the whole state of Oregon and Washington. And he came back and I was like, Rusty, I, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to try to be a mom. And I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be easy. And honestly, I was so prepared for it to be super hard. I just never thought, I literally never thought I would get pregnant. I just, I just come to terms with that. Like that would be my story. But I was like, I at least want to try. And friends, the first month we tried, it happened. And it's kind of emotional and like makes me want to cry a little bit because I just become so just, I just thought it wouldn't happen. And yet it happened our first try. And, and that's not happened to everyone. I realized like that is a huge blessing. But it also was like this moment that I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff works. Like taking care of yourself actually makes a difference. Getting this period makes a difference. And the biggest benefit I definitely saw was in my mental health. Like I noticed my hormones were shifting and stabilizing as I was eating properly and training properly. And I still got up to like 70 miles a week in the midst of that. Um, but I think my body was like, I still need some time to recover. Um, and you know, you know, friends, we're having a baby and I can't believe it. And I'm so thankful to be here. And so that is a huge heartbeat behind what I'm sharing. And you're going to hear a lot about motherhood. You're going to hear a lot about running, but you're going to hear a lot about food and how important it is. Um, and, you know, as a competitive athlete, I remember thinking like, okay, having a kid is scary. This means I have to take time off. And I so wish more women would. I so wish even men would realize like, hey, taking a sabbatical from running is okay if not encouraged and like prioritizing your health is important. And I think the biggest thing, even for me within, you know, I am so excited to be mom. Like Rusty and I have literally talked and we're like, that is like one of the best parts of this is how excited I am. Um, Cause for so long I thought it would be so scary and I'm so pumped. And like the fear of getting big isn't there, you know, <laughs> like obviously there are still some insecurities, but I'm just so excited to see my body transform and carry a baby. And it's so exciting. But, you know, one of the biggest obstacles I think I had to come over, overcome was just like, I'm going to have to take time off competing. <laughs> and I was so eager for so long to like rush my dreams and rush that reality of like, I want to go from a 241 to a 230. And I wanted it so bad and I still do. I still want it. Um, but I also have realized like saying not now does not mean not ever. And I so hope you hear that message. If you are struggling today, even if it's just struggling with your health and taking care of yourself, not now does not mean not ever. Your dreams can still be dreams and realities, but friends, <laughs> taking care of yourself is so important. And you will hear me say the word thrive all the time because I love this word. And I really believe taking care of self, yourself allows you to thrive. And that's both in life and the dreams you have outside of running, um, whether that's with your family, that's with friends, that's with work, um, that's with your, you know, religion and community, or if that's, you know, with running or your sports performance goals, um, taking care of yourself allows you to thrive. And for those of you out there who think taking care of yourself is selfish, I can testify. And I have also seen it in the lives of others. When you take care of yourself, 
everyone else benefits. You know why? Because you have so much more to give. And when you are on E or running on low all the time, I'm sorry, your friends, your family, your loved ones, your coworkers, your boss, they are not getting the best you. And taking care of yourself allows you to live to your greatest potential. And that does not just benefit you, but every single person around you. So friends, if if you are in a season where you are struggling or you are like, I really want to be a mom or I need to take care of my health or I'm going through this just rough season mentally, physically, emotionally, take care of yourself. Hit pause. Not now does not mean not ever. You are worth it. And you will hear me (laughs) emphasize this all the time because I believe in you and I believe that you were created to thrive in this life. And that does not mean it's always easy. That does not mean it's always simple, but you were made to thrive. So friends, I cannot wait to share more. I cannot wait to have some awesome conversations on this podcast with some really amazing women I know both in the running world and those who are moms. Um, And I can't wait to share this journey of motherhood I have with you as well. Um, I hope it's one of hope and joy. And for those of you struggling and wanting to be a mom so badly, I just hope my story can also be just a reminder, like it can happen. Don't give up hope. Keep fighting. Um, And if you have questions, always reach out. I am happy to talk to people. People is why I love my job. And um friends i will see you next week thanks for joining me on fueled to thrive and i can't wait to hear from you soon bye friends thanks for listening to episode one of fueled to thrive it was so great to have you here if you listen to podcasts, you know how important reviews are. So if you enjoyed this today, I would love for you to pop below and add a five-star review. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening, friends.